Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? For starters, please make sure you're drinking that water. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. The more ratings you leave, the more comments you leave, the more lit I become. Last but not least, if you would like to email me, email me at goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, that is goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. All right. So check this out and all that. <sighs> Let me tell you how my day started. I went in my fridge. And I was like, you know, I've been losing this weight. I've been doing pull-ups and dips, but I'm going to get to that in a second. I've been doing a little bit of running. My Achilles been feeling funny, so I've been trying to just hold off, but still keep things proper. I believe that my Achilles is starting to bother me because my body is holding too much weight. So I got to get things together. So I'm getting things together. How does that correlate to my morning? Well, a few days ago I went fruit shopping. Wanted to go procure some fruit. I copped it. I put it in the fridging tin. And I was like, all right, I'm going to eat this fruit until it runs out. So all racism aside and all the things that they try to align black people with. I love watermelon, right? Watermelon tastes fantastic. So because I like things that taste fantastic, I copped a good amount of watermelon. Like that shit at Stop and Shop that's like $25 for like that. For like the case that's like half open. Pulled up, I copped that shit, brought it to the crib. This was like last Thursday. So now today's Tuesday. I'm like, right, I might be able to squeeze one, just one more day of this watermelon. I think I can do it. Fam, I put that shit in a container. I drove to work. I went in the back, and me and my coworkers, we have like this Chipotle bag full of napkins, forks, spoons, knives, everything you could possibly need. Go in the back. I grab the fork. Walk back to my desk. I'm like, all right, let me just get this watermelon popping now. I'm going to guzzle a whole bunch of water. And I'm in the building. I'm in the game. It's time for me to unbig my back. And if anybody knows where that came from, I would like to know. I feel like that's one of those things that came into the lexicon of what everybody's saying. But I don't have the backstory. So if that came from like some type of reality television show or some type of reunion or a TV show that I just didn't watch and somebody said it or it's just a snippet of what somebody was saying is an insult to someone else and I didn't see it just send me that footage because I like the origin of things let me continue I go right to my desk I open my container filled with watermelon I then take my fork put it in the watermelon I bite ha I now have a chunk of watermelon that I'm biting on. It is then very, very evident that the watermelon is fucking compromised. So let me tell you guys something. If you do purchase some watermelon chunks, make sure you eat that shit that day. Matter of fact, if you cop watermelon on your way driving home, eat the watermelon on your way driving home. Like, don't even put it into your fridge and chop it up or whatever fuck you about to do it's over the moment you walk out of your establishment or the moment that you 
greet that man on the side of the road and you cop it and you bring it home or the moment you go into the store and you got you cop the chunks that's already chopped apart and you bringing it home it's already it's already bad bro watermelon ages like fucking guacamole my nigga you got to eat that shit immediately you know what i mean niggas always talk about guacamole guac guacamole niggas always talk about guacamole they always talk about bananas they always talk about apple slices nobody's telling you how fast watermelon gets spoiled son don't be like me don't be like oh you can't you can't meal prep watermelon bro you just fucking can't let me tell you something else that's happening in my house something that i can't even share with these people because i love them so much and there's no real way to implement this into conversation right so if you're new here i live with my aunt my uncle my little cousin right one big happy family so what i'm doing is i'm trying to eat healthier so i am copying fruit and veggies and i'm trying to have that be the basis of my diet for a multitude of days right thing about that is the people in my house love fruit too but like my uncle leon would say here lies the rub these niggas are not trying to lose weight they just like fruit so here i am trying to be health conscious trying to become six-pack reek rambo reek physique reek and i can't put fruit in the fridge without it being decimated but i can't tell them how to decimate the fruit because i have years and years of decimating everything they've put in the fridge they've probably tried to go on diets too and i just fucking put a halt to that shit so i gotta all the way just hold shit down bro i just gotta sit there put fruit in the fridge knowing full and well 60 percent of it is going to be gone by the time i try to eat it the next day at work that shit it's not even infuriating it's just demoralizing but i love these people so i can't say hey can you niggas stop eating the fruit because very simply, they can get together, they can put their hands across each other's shoulders, look at me directly in my eye and say, hey, how about you get the fuck out of our crib? In which case, I'll be like, okay. Now I'm homeless, Reek. Know what I mean? All over some fucking watermelon slices and pineapple and shit like that. I'm sorry, watermelon chunks and pineapple slices and grapes and blackberries and blueberries and whatever have you. Now, I mean, the, the God can be a lot of things, but the God cannot be homeless. So, yeah, that's just something I'm going through right now. But, you know what I mean? I'm, my water intake is on fleek. Know what I mean? Super duper deluxe fleek. Know what I mean? I haven't been this hydrated possibly ever. What is the thing that I was talking to you about earlier that I said I wanted to get to? Oh, the pull-ups and dips I've been doing. So, somebody at my job purchased a pull-up and dip machine uh during covid i wasn't working here at the time but now it's just sitting outside of the building so i want to say a few weeks ago um i was talking to him he's like yo you should go outside and let's get some pull-ups in so i'm like okay i can do some pull-ups fam i might have done three and a half done super done no strength in the champagne room i'm not feeling that so at that point this was probably a month or so ago maybe a little less maybe a little more time escapes me these days went outside i was like you know what nigga i'm going outside every day and i'm going to do pull-ups and dips every day 
until I get some goddamn strength. So the first week, I just did as many as I could. I went outside. I would do like three or four pull-ups. Walk back inside. Next day, go outside, do three or four pull-ups, go back inside. The next day, I got to about five, and then I would hang for the last one for 10 seconds, go back inside. Then the last day, I did five straight, went back inside. Now I'm starting to feel a little strong. The next week, I do sets now, but the sets, it's taking me fucking 25 minutes to do 15 pull-ups. I'll do five struggling. Ah, ah. Then I'll do the dips. Next day, I'm doing three sets of five. I will hang for the last 10 seconds. Ha. Ah. Towards the end of the week now, I do five, five, and then my last one, I do six, and then I hang for 10 seconds. All right, cool. Now I'm in motion. Now I'm doing sets of six. Ha, 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 and I'm stopping. This week, I'm doing sets of seven. I went from not being able to do three to doing sets of seven. You already know where I'm going next week. Next week, I'm going for eight. Eight pull-ups on a, bi- on a bitch. You know what I'm saying? So the goal is for me to be able to do three sets of 10 to 15. I want to say 10 to 15 because that's like mad weeks from now. But when I'm in a space where I can do fifth, three sets of 15, 15 pull-ups, call everybody in your phone right now. Start one by one by one. How many people in your phone can do 15 pull-ups? You know somebody that can do 15 pull-ups. You might know a group of people that can do 15 pull-ups. But put a number to it. How many? I looked at my phone book. There might be, might be five people that can do 15 pull-ups. Five. Not like the way I was doing it, where it's three sets of five. I'm talking about 15 straight. They start from one, they end at, they end at 15, they get off the bar. There might be five people. And I'm going to be that fifth person. It's going to be me. Um, I was talking to one of my close friends. Uh, I was at his crib, so I did my three sets of seven at his crib. Actually, on Sunday. Uh, because we went out to Fort Green Park. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Went out to Fort Green Park. But I went to my man crib. Well, not me. Well, niggas was getting ready. Had some pregame action going on. And um, I did my three sets of seven. I did that shit in a, in a good amount of time. And he was like, yeah, bro. Every day I do uh, five sets of ten. Five sets of ten. Five? You pull up ten times? Five set like hell no. He was like, Well, you gotta understand, bro, you two thirty. I'm one seventy eight. I it ain't nothing to pull up one hundred and seventy eight fifty times. You actually gotta lock in and really pull yourself up. So in my head I'm like, hmm. This nigga has a point. I weigh this nigga by fucking fifty pounds. If I put a fifty pound vest on his back and told him to do some pull ups, that nigga's not doing five sets of anything. So that made me feel good, but simultaneously made me feel like shit. Because why am I two thirty? For what? And I've been dieting. I've been doing all this water and shit. And the and the weight is not coming off the way it needs to come off. And everybody's telling me, like, yo, don't do these extreme diets. Don't just drink protein milk for two weeks straight. Because you're going to rob your body of nutrients. And as fast as your body loses the weight, it's going to gain it right back. And zippity doo da boo da boo But nobody's giving me no type of dietary plan. Now, I do know this for a fact. Each body type requires a different diet what works for that person may not work for me 
So I'm trying to find a median diet of what will work for me, but I don't know anything about dieting, my nigga. So I'm asking workout niggas like, yo, what do you think that I should eat? Like, you know, I mean, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, what should be the vibes? Like, yo, you know, you just, you know what I mean, just drink a lot of water. Like, look at me. I don't, I'm not no fucking diet. This is, I want to say, for everybody who I know in fitness, they tell me the same thing. I mean, look at me. I'm not no fucking diet. I just don't overdo it. I eat what I want. You know, I just go in the gym four hours a day, and I do fucking sets of a thousand of everything, and, you know, my body just burns it off. But I know you're not in the gym four hours a day, so I don't know what to tell you, Tariq. Fuck you. That's that's what it sounds like. I mean, they're not saying in that tone, and they're not saying it in that type of fashion, but, oh, no, this is what these niggas are saying to me. You're on your own, nigga. You got fat on your own, lose weight on your own. All All praises be to Allah. That's what's happening. In other news, Juneteenth was popping. So uh, on Sunday, this was, by the time you listen to this, this was three days ago, uh, I hit up the home team, hit up some of the homies, like, yo, our herd is active at Fort Greene Park. Y'all need to meet me there. If you didn't meet me at Fort Greene Park, I am sorry to hear that. Okay, that shit was a movie it's very seldom that i'm around that many black people for an occasion you know what i'm saying like when i go to atlanta when i go to houston when i go to philly when i go to dc even when i've gone to miami um you see these large collections of black people that's all with each other just to have fun and to dance and be merry I live in Long Island. That is not promised to me. So now it's like, damn, son, where do I find it? If I'm trying to get my groove on, where can one get his groove on amongst other people that look like himself? Fort Greene Park provided that to me. I was out there. I had some sauce in my body. I had my shades on. I had my jewelry on. My my hips was swaying to and fro. And then as I was walking throughout the park, I walked throughout the park with something that only 8% of the population has. And that's with the six foot stride. If I'm not mistaken, I think only 8% of the population is over six feet or some shit like that. So when I'm when I'm treading the earth, I'm treading the earth with a rare type of style. And that's with the six foot stride style. Now, I mean, you don't know. You don't know nothing about that, nigga. You understand? This is why I'm the original, and you're listening to He Who Is Original. Let me continue. We then went to Cafe Azuli. In Cafe Azuli, I took a little bit more sips. I had a cup of water. I stretched my shoulders. And then I got vibrant again. All kind of just superb movements just happening all inside of the cafe. People looking at me and applauding. Like, look at this nigga's rhythmic style. This shit is stupendous. How can I achieve such rhythmic style? You can't. Either you are born with it or you're born without it. Very similar to my six-foot stride. Either you have it or you don't have it. You feel what I'm saying, nigga? Let me continue with more things that's happening. 
As you're listening to this recording, I'm probably getting back from my uncle's funeral. My uncle Harold was the man. My uncle Harold had a series of gifts. He was a long jumper. He was a, he was a sprinter. He's been in shape literally my whole life. Um, family man, married to my aunt Pat. Um, father of my two cousins, uh, Jamel and Kiki. I mean, just a stupendous man. I have so many stories about him because, you know, when I was living foul, when I was a teenager, I was living all the way foul. My living situation was fucked up. It's just, there's no, there's no other way to say it. I would lean on him for comfort, like physical comfort. Like I would go to his crib and I would just need somewhere warm to be at with some food. And he would provide that to me. And he, he's lived in a multitude of places, but everywhere he went, if I needed help, specifically when I was young, he would hold it down. He used to drive a cab. If you saw me at the train station or whatever, or if you saw that I needed some help, he would just hold me down and he'd give me a ride. He was this fantastic rapper and a freestyler. So at barbecues, it was like a... It was like one of his tricks that he would just bring out the box. Like, oh, you want me to start rapping? Then just out of nowhere, he would just start flowing and going. Meanwhile, this man is 74. So he's, by the time hip-hop is popping, he's like in his mid-30s. Like 80, like when the message came out, don't push me because I'm close to. Like this nigga is like 38 around this time or 36 or some shit like that like he's a father of two of a family man he's a career man and he's older he's older than i am right now when the message came out so i don't even know where he adopted the ability to rap because he was damn near 40 when the shit came out and it got really prevalent but that was another thing another thing he'd be able to do he'd be able to pick up a magazine and spin it on his finger he could pick up a plate spin it on his finger He'd pick up just about anything and uh, spin it on his finger. And every time I'd see him, he'd have all these glowing things to say about me. Oh, Tariq, man, you're so handsome, man. You know, just slow down. You know, I know women probably on you, man. Just don't do Make sure you're doing the right thing, man. Make sure you're getting your money. And, you know, everybody in your family is hyper-intelligent, man. And I'm so proud of the man that you became to be. You're so smart and intelligent and savvy. Just look at you, man. Just, uh, man, I wish I was able to grow up with you, man. Just, you're the best. He would just pour all these positive affirmations into me growing up. Never said one bad thing to me, ever. Even when I was super young and I was moving treacherous, I'm someone I was like nine years old. And you know, like all nine-year-olds are like super annoying. And he never lost his temper with me. He would always talk to me. He would always hold me down. Every time I see him, it's all smiles. Even when I saw him on his deathbed, um towards the latter months because he's told me that he's been dying since 2020 and he's like yo man i'm not gonna lie to you man i'm pretty much just waiting at this point just i'm done it is what it is the doctors did what they could do uh every day is borrowed at this point so i've been preparing myself for him not being here for years now it's surreal that it's happened but it's here and i wanted to share with you guys something don't try to psychoanalyze me after I say this to you, because that's usually how it happens. And all of a sudden it's like, well, why would you bring it up? And then I'll start getting like this 
parade of text messages and phone calls of people trying to fucking piss me off. So listen to the fucking story, shut the fuck up, and we can have a positive conversation about it if you decide to have it with me. This is the last time I saw him. I want to say this is about two months ago, two months or so ago. Um, I went to his crib because I dropped off some groceries for them. Him and my him and my aunt. Now I mean, I came through toilet paper, some food, some juice, whatever have you. Everything that they told me they needed. I mean, I go over there, I, I drop it off, they hand me a check, whatever, no harm, no foul. So I go over there, I do my thing. I'm um, chopping it up with my aunt. And then every single time I go to that crib, I go in the back room. He's usually watching sports. He's tucked in bed, just chilling. And um, I see him. Like, Uncle Harold, what up? Oh, Tariq, man, come on in. And this is probably the longest conversation I've had with him in years. For whatever reason, I'll just start talking to him. Because usually when I see him, I see him on his deathbed, he's very low in energy, so I'm not trying to talk to him too much. I try to show up, give him some love, positive words of encouragement, and I'm out the door. But today I, I stayed. So as I'm staying, he's talking to me, and he started it off how it usually happened. Tariq, man, let me tell you something about the Paytons. My last name's Payton. Let me tell you something about the Paytons. Um... All of you are model citizens. All of you are intelligent. All of you have a good head on your shoulders. You'd be surprised how many families don't have what you guys have. All of you guys are naturally talented. All of you guys speak well. All of you guys dress well. All of you guys have a good head on your shoulders. All of you guys are able to just do things that the average person can't do. And that's it. From afar... It's just a, such an extraordinary thing to see. You know, I'm married with your aunt and everything. And just watching how like, everybody grew up. Because I'm older than everybody, Tariq. So I literally watched everybody grow up. Your whole family. I was right there. I saw it all. And it's been a real sight to see. But let me tell you something. I'm laid here. If I had it my way, I would have never got married. And I said, really? Meanwhile, my aunt's in another room. The person who chose to marry is 10 feet away. And he's just telling his truth. He's like, yo, let me tell you something, man. I wouldn't have got married. This is what happened. We were young. We were in love. She got pregnant. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not going to disgrace her sanctity. I want to make a honest woman out of her. I'm a man up to my responsibilities. I'm going to marry her. We're going to have a family and I said that because it just felt like it was the right thing to do. But Tariq, I, I never wanted to get married. I wanted to explore. I wanted to travel. I had all these ideas and goals. But, you know, we, we dated and I was with her for years. I was with her for years, Tariq. Years and years. And finally, I just got comfortable. She got married. I mean, she got pregnant. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So I'm saying this to you as, how old are you now? But what are you? You're in your 30s, right? Oh, 33, 33. Okay, okay, okay. Let me tell you something. If you don't want to do something, don't do it. If your heart's telling you not to do something, just don't do it. Don't let nobody force you into anything. Don't let nobody talk you into anything. 
because look at me like I'm I'm happy I got two beautiful children I have grandchildren you know both of them graduated with their doctorates from college and like what more can a man want like that that's my it's my crowning achievement I, I I created two beautiful kids that are active members in society both of which are parents that my child my grandchildren are beautiful they all know my name you know I'm happy I was able to live long enough to to see all my grandchildren but I would have never done it, Tariq. I would have never got married. I shouldn't have got married. If I can redo my life again, I wouldn't have did it. So I'm telling you, man, just, I don't know if you have a woman in your life or whatever, but don't rush anything. They're going to try to put pressure on you. They're going to try to tell you what you should be doing. They're going to try to enforce their will upon you. You know, other people's going to come to you telling you what they think you should do. But at the end of the day, it's your life, Tariq. I'm telling you as a man that's laying here on his deathbed, don't do nothing you don't want to do. I didn't want to get married, but I got married because it was the right thing to do. And 60 years later, look at me. He said this shit to me as he was dying. My last conversation I had with him. This really made me think, man. Like, what, what is the roadmap for all this? For life in itself. Looking for a career looking for hobbies quote-unquote being around the right people what is the right people they always tell you to be around the right people but who are you why would these quote-unquote right people want to be around you what makes you so dope that they want to be around you for you to be around them as far as looking for a partner just because y'all have dope conversation that means i need to be with you forever is that it? Just because you feel this is what you want and I'm the person that you want this with, I have to rearrange my life to to make you smile? As two people, that's not going to be... For two people, that's not going to be here in 100 years. Everybody listening to the show is not going to be here in fucking... What is that? Tw- 21, 23. You're not going to be here, fam. More than likely, your kids aren't going to be here either. So we're here for a finite amount of time. And you're going to let somebody else enforce what you need to be doing? Yeah, I just wish that you such and such. I don't give a fuck what you wish. Let's start from there. And I was like this before my uncle. Like, I don't give a fuck what you are wishing. If I don't want to do something, I won't do it. And if I don't meet the standard of a person that you need to be around, then fuck it. My life's going to continue. I've seen the most horrific things a man can see. I've seen poverty in ways I can't describe. I've lost my mom. My father did 18 years. My last conversation I had with my grandmother was when she was in the hospital two hours before she died. And she wasn't even cogent enough to formulate complete sentences. I've had to fight people by myself with no backup i've had to come up with thousands and thousands of dollars with no job i've had to go to college with inadequate social skills and no work ethic i've i can i can keep going i've 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 overcome things that i know the common man couldn't overcome the way i found out my mom passed it was horrific 
my father promising me that he's going to be an active member in my life and bring me into the fold so I can find out about his side of the family for every summer. And then that's the summer he gets locked up and does almost 20 years in prison. Nobody guiding me in this. Nobody walking me through what a man is supposed to be. It's just me figuring things out on my own. And for all these things I've overcome, I've gained crazy weight, lost crazy weight, gained crazy weight again, got into car accidents, got into fucking financial trouble, got into a deep depression, did all of these things, fam. And now that I'm older and I'm I'm of, I'm of sound mind, I'm going to have somebody control what I need to do. I'm going to have somebody enforce their will on me. And my uncle looked at me in my eye like, don't let nobody do, don't, don't, don't let nobody make you do what you want to do. The reason why I had to come and get a good job now is because I was so financially in a hole. The only way that was going to happen is if I either died, became homeless, went to prison, or put all the weight on my aunt. And I'm not half now. I'm too much of a man to just put all my weight on someone else. So that's why I went to go get a job. Everything else, I do shit my way. Because I don't have to do things your way. What you ask of me is... Not, matter of fact, let me restructure that. And I'm not talking about how you might live your life. I'm talking about how I live mine. When people say things to me, they're expressing their opinion of what they think I should be doing. But they don't live my life. So I, I listen to it. And if I deem it as nonsensical, I don't listen to it. It's very easy. I'm not arguing with nobody. I'm not going to be argumentative. I'm sorry. I was about to say the same word twice. I'm not going to be argumentative with anyone. I'm not going to sit here and fight and make you feel my point of view on certain things. I'm not going to be defensive when people say things to me. I simply just say, okay, I nod and I smile and then I don't give a fuck about it because why would I for real? Why would I succumb to how you think I should be living for what would you like me to cross analyze? Should I tell you how you should be living? Should I tell you the mistakes I think you've made? Because if we want to get into that type of shit, you're going to lose. I'm here to tell you, I, I don't judge nobody. I let people do what they do. If I see like there's some fuckery going on, I might lend an open ear. I'll ask like, hey, not for nothing, here's my perspective on it. Would you like to hear it? But I don't force my will on nobody. And particularly in the dating world, people will try to enforce their will on you. And you'll succumb to it because you think that's the right thing to do. Or you just want to make this person happy. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. And this all... All these things and all my thoughts really started to piece together with my Uncle Harold and my Uncle Leon. You know Uncle Leon? I, I had him on the show months back, and I got into his story. You know what I mean? My uncle that sells cupcakes and shit. Off the camera, what he was telling me was eye-opening. These are the two oldest people in my life. My Uncle Harold that just died and my Uncle Leon. These are the two oldest people I have in my life. And both of them are telling me the same thing. Like, fam, I made it to my 70s. Tariq, don't do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And it's not like I'm just 
affable. It's not like I'm just easily swayed. I don't have a mind for myself, but I'm sitting there and I'm listening to him. And it coincides with how I be feeling about shit. Like, yeah, I feel y'all. And I'm not 70. And I feel the world like this now. <laughs> shit is just crazy and eye-opening, yo. You know what I mean? So I say all that to say that if you have a certain way that you would like to live, live that way. Because it's you that has to go to sleep at night. And it's you that has to wake up in the morning with the decisions that you made. And if you wake up and your life is a collection of decisions that other people made for you, you are going to be sick. Sick, sick, sick. You got to be able to live with yourself. Last but not least, Jack in the Box is popping. Jackinthebox.splashdad.com. We have tequila, unlimited style for the first hour of the party. We have unlimited Jack Daniels throughout the duration of the party. We have hookah available if you would like to smoke hookah. We have the space. It's colorful. It's vibrant. It's spacious. We have spectacular DJs creating and crafting the tunes and all that. I would like to see you. Have a drink. Mosey. Get vibrant. I know your rhythm won't touch my rhythm, but I would like to see how you get rhythmic when the music is playing. And I look forward to seeing you guys. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I will speak to y'all soon.